our speaker for today. Uh, Peter Johansson does ministry at a place called Elam Shores. Uh, if you've never heard of Elam Shores, it's like a mile that way. Uh, it's a senior living facility. Um, today, Peter is here to share with us, uh, and Matt is at Elam Shores. So if you're wondering where Pastor Matt was, he's at Elam Shores. Um, before Elam Shores, Peter was a pastor in the Free Church for 20 years, right? Awesome. Um, so I would like to pray for Peter as he comes, and then he will bring the word of God to us. So let me pray. Uh, Lord, I thank you for Peter. Um, I thank you for all of the things he does at Elam Shores and all of the things that he's done in the Free Church, and I think another denomination before that. Um, I'm grateful to have him here, Lord. Uh, I thank you that your spirit is in him. Um, I pray that you'll bless him as he preaches this morning. I pray that we will um, both learn and grow from having Peter here. Uh, and I pray that you'll bless Pastor Matt as well as he uh, speaks at Elam Shores. Uh, I pray the same for everyone over there who's hearing him speak. We love you, Lord. Thanks for bringing us here. Amen. Thank you for your kind words. Um, It was Pastor Matt. It was his idea. He said, uh, Peter, we were having prayer time together over at Elam Shores. And, uh, or maybe it was here when I came by for Operation Christmas Child. You guys helped us with that. But anyways, in his office, he said, we should change pulpits and swap so people get to know, you know, you over here at Prairie Hill and me over at, you know, Elam Shores. And I said, I said, Matt, my little congregation's on like 25 people. He said, oh, it's not about numbers. I just want to go over there and bring the message and have our people get a message from you and we kind of get to know each other. I feel like I know many of you already, but before I talk about our relationship between Prairie Hill Free and Elam Shores, first matters first. I want to preach the word. I want us to hear the word of God. The best stories are true. And some stories are incredible, and they're life-changing. I want to tell you a story about two teenage guys, a true story, two boys who were 16 and 14 years of age, 16 and 14. They lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico. The 14-year-old boy was new to Santa Fe. His family had just moved in, and it was his first day new at the school, And so everybody was new to him, including the 16-year-old boy that he would meet sooner than he realized. Uh, The first hour or two in school, a couple new kids came up to him in his class, to the 14-year-old, and said, wow, you look a lot like one of our older guys uh, who's a junior. Kind of incredible. And then the next hour, a teacher pulled this 14-year-old boy aside and said, hmm, you remind me of one of our other students, especially your mannerisms. Hmm. Well, the same thing was happening to the 16-year-old. He was hearing that there was a younger classman in the school that looked curiously very much like him. 
So as the day went on and they heard these stories about each other, they'd never met, but they became curious. School ended and it was basketball tryouts. And both these boys, 16 and 14, went to basketball tryouts. And they spotted each other. They looked for each other right away. But they were timid. They watched at a distance. They were surprised at the mannerisms and how much they resembled each other, even how they walked. And then they both went after a basketball that went into the corner of the gym. The older boy, 16, threw the basketball back, held on to the other guy. and said, let's talk. He didn't introduce himself at all. He just said, I just want you to know I'm adopted. And the other boy, 14, said, me too. And in two minutes, they found out they were both born in the same small town three states over. They also had the same strawberry birthmark on the nap of their necks. That night, these two boys got their adoptive parents together. And they said, we got to be related somehow. And the parents agreed. And so the parents the next day called over to the adoption agencies and they found out it was true. Not only were they related, they were full-blood brothers. They both had the same father and the same mother. True story. It really happened. And they met in school in Santa Fe. These things happen. I have a son-in-law. His name is Wes. He got a phone call that changed his life at the age of 23. He was adopted. He thought he was an only child. He found out one night at the age of 23, he had a full-blood brother. It happens. It changes your life. The very idea someone you don't know could be your brother or your sister is staggering, even almost shocking. So this morning, carry this story over to the spiritual realm, to our spiritual life. That in Christ Jesus, we believers are really related. We are connected very, very close. We are brothers and sisters. We're familial. The Bible calls us brothers and sisters. Because, are you ready? We have the same Father, the same Father. Jesus, on resurrection morning, in the garden tomb area, he meets up with Mary, and he says to her in John 20, Jesus says to Mary, I go to my Father, I go to your Father. That's what he says to Mary. I go to my Father, I go to your Father. It's interesting, in the book of Hebrews, Jesus is called our brother. Jesus taught us to pray, our father, our father. Not my father or father, but our father. You are not an only child. Sometimes we want to be. We want to think we're the only one. But we're not only children. We have brothers and sisters. Can you imagine, we need to think more about this, but the joy 
that Abba, our Father, Daddy, has in heaven, when we gather together in fellowship and laugh and talk and pray together and sing to him, you know, he just sees us together loving him and loving each other as brothers and sisters. I have to tell you this. I'm a dad. I'm a father. I've got four adult kids, and they're all married, okay? What joy I have as an earthly father to be in the corner of my living room and see my adult children laughing with each other, brothers and sisters enjoying each other. It's the best thing. And so our Father in heaven, our same Father, he gets great joy when we realize how related we are because he created us. Really related. Same Father... And we are rescued by the same Savior. He has rescued us. We read in Acts chapter 17, Paul is preaching. And Paul, moved by the Spirit, says, From one blood, I like that, From one blood, God has made every nation of men. We are his offspring. From one blood, go to the cross of Calvary, where we are washed and cleansed by the redeeming blood of the Lamb. By one blood, we are his offspring. We're blood brothers and blood sisters, if you will. And our Savior, we come together as brothers and sisters under his lordship. Because we are the body of Christ. He's the head. Jesus is our head and we're his body. And being the head means he has authority. Or he should. He gave us a free will. Sometimes we can declare he's the head, but not be practicing it in our life. Doctrinally, we, we say he's the head of the body, but... For that to be true in our life, we've got to submit to him. We submit to his authority. So brothers and sisters really related with the same father, rescued by the Savior, we submit to his authority and come under his lordship. We really are related. Same father, same Savior, and then we're born of the same spirit. Jesus was having a nighttime conversation with Nicodemus. Jesus told Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. The Spirit gives birth to Spirit. He said, you must be born again. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, convicting us of our sin, convincing us that the answer is in Christ. Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, you are quickened in the Spirit. I like that King James word. You're quickened. In the spirit, quickened, made alive. You are brought to life or you're made alive in the spirit. 
We are told by God that we are dead in our sin, but we're made alive, we're born again by the power, life-giving spirit, which then indwells us to live under his power and direction as we follow Christ. We're really related. We're brothers and sisters, same father, rescued by the same savior, born of the spirit and empowered by the spirit. Okay, let's stop. Let's go back to the teenage boys. There was a huge change in their relationship from the get-go. They no longer saw each other at school as some other guy. They didn't see each other on the basketball team as another team player, which is a good thing. Team players get close. But when they saw each other, they saw each other as brothers. As brothers. It was special. And this 14-year-old boy and 16-year-old boy, they couldn't spend enough time together. Hours and hours and hours. They would talk about life, their past. They'd talk about their future. They'd play together. They had this special growing love brotherly love between them. At school, once in a while, you'd see them hug each other. And both of them wanted to find out a little bit more about their biological parents. Okay, change gears with me. Come back to Sunday morning right here at Prairie Hill Church. We're going to look at us. Once We really see each other. We really see each other as related. Things can change for us. We need to see each other as brothers and sisters. And let me tighten this a bit. I see you not as a sister, but as my sister. There's a difference when you put my there. Not just a sister or a brother. But my sister, you know, my brother, this possessiveness, protectiveness, this caring, this compassion, my brother, my sister. And when we really see each other like this, we want to spend time together. You know, worship is good, an hour together with our Father. That's great, okay? But we want to learn more about our Father, So we study the word together. We pray together. We talk. We fellowship together. We might go out together. And what's interesting, when we see how really related we are, we notice that our walk and our talk and our living is, in some ways, similar, unique individually, but still similar. And that's because we're created by our Father, by the Son, by the Spirit. We're created in the image of God. We're created in his image. And when we realize that and claim that and see each other as brothers and sisters, people will point out in relationships that they see that we have, huh, I wonder if they're Christians. I wonder if they're following Jesus. Something will stand out. Others will see it. And then, of course, we agape each other, love one another, 
We agape one another when we're really brothers and sisters and when we really see each other. A church family made of brothers and sisters. Peter wrote in 1 Peter verse 22, Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love or sincere agape for your brothers and sisters, love one another deeply from the hearts. Agape one another deeply from your heart. This is a rather intense call to agape, to deeply love one another. Do you? you're saying, yes, 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 we we hear the word, we hear you, but some people are very difficult to agape. They have really major flaws. You know, they need so much forgiveness, you know. Uh, It's so easy to love the lovely, isn't it? But the Bible says we're to love the unlovely. Could some of us ever be unlovely? Well, not here at Prairie Hill. Right? You're not ever unlovely. And me? Well, let's be honest. We all have time when we can be unlovely and difficult and needing forgiveness, needing agape, compassion, caring, mercy, acceptance, and not tolerance, but acceptance. Yeah. Forgiveness. That's part of Really being related, forgiving one another. A sister in Christ prayed this. (laughs) Dear God, so far today I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, haven't lost my temper, haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more of your help. Please, amen. Instead of loving one another with a familial love, brothers and sisters, many times we fail to do this. And in the body of Christ, the church, we kind of go a different direction. We organize Oh, can we organize? And we're really good at committees and meetings and programs. And all these things, at times, they're good in and of themselves, but at times they can replace or get in the way of agape, of being related as brothers and sisters and loving each other. And if we're real honest, there's times that we have organized the church to death. We've made the church, not the living organism, not the body of Christ, we've made it a fine-oiled machine. There was a factory worker. He'd worked five years in the factory, and one day he smashed his thumb pretty badly. His nail was cracked, and he was bleeding, really hurt. 
And so he showed the foreman, and the foreman said, well, you better, do you think you want to go to the factory clinic? And the guy looked at it and said, yeah, maybe, you know, I probably need bandage or whatever. And so he said, okay, you go to the, the factory clinic and get it worked on. And so the factory clinic was next door, right next door to the factory. So he went out of the front of the factory, went down the sidewalk, went into the factory clinic. Never been in there before, first time. He entered this clinic, and he entered this big empty room. Two doors at the back of the room. One door said illness, the other door said injury. Well, I'm not sick or ill, it's an injury. So he walked through the injury door. Another big empty room. Two doors at the back of that room. One door said internal. The other door said external. Well, my internal organs are just fine. So obviously this is external. So he walks through the door marked external. Enters another huge empty room. Two doors. Therapy, one says. The other one says treatment. Well, I don't need therapy or counseling, or physical therapy even. I don't need it, but maybe treatment for this thumb. So he walked through the treatment door. Oh, again, he came to another huge empty room, huge. And one door said major, one said minor. He looked at it, said, I'm not going to die of this. This really isn't major. So he walked through the minor door, found himself out on the street in front of the clinic. (laughs) Went back into the factory. The foreman said, hey, did you get some help? The man replied, well, you know, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you one thing for sure. That clinic is the best organized outfit I've ever seen. Your church family, Prairie Hill Evangelical Free Church, is more than a building. You are more than an organization. You are more than committees or programs. You're more than an elder board. You're more than a church constitution. You're more than this. We are the family of God, really related, brothers and sisters, and Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, we are related. We are the body of the Lord Jesus, a living organism. And we're called as brothers and sisters to love God and to love each other. To love God and to love each other. That's how we relate. Amen? Okay. I want to share a thank you. Elam Shores, a mile away, is a senior living community of 60-plus seniors. Average age is 89. Average age is 89. We have a lot of people in their 90s. And most of them are independent. And because of our culture... And the last maybe five years, many of these older seniors have had family members or adult children move away. You know, they have to go where the jobs are. And so a lot of our seniors are lonely, you know. Someone said to me, Peter, what do you do there with all these seniors? 
you know. I'm there full time. And I said, I have the call on my life to help them run the race. These dear ones are close to the finish line to get their crown, to cross over. They're running the race. And I get to cheer them on and feed them the word of God and and be their brother. And I love that call. I've got people like Pastor Matt and many of you, I'm not going to say names, but many of you who partner with me for the gospel in ministering to seniors. It's wonderful. Thank you for adopting us, helping us every single month. Yeah, monthly. You dear ones are doing something uh, to encourage our seniors, and you encourage me. Um, Operation Christmas Child, the shoeboxes, you do that big here. Well, a lot of your people brought that over to Elam Shores. They launched it. They carried it out. They even picked up the boxes. Our seniors really felt significant that they could be used of God to go out and shop and fill the boxes. And you know who you are, and I thank you for your hard work in that. We've had monthly concerts, tremendous concerts on pianos or violins. There's been a monthly craft day. And all these things are about relationship. You know, it's about being together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Back in October, a group of people came in. They trimmed all the dead branches off our trees. It was like three or four hours of work. And these dear ones hauled the dead branches away. We had someone weld a table for us from your church and fix a patio umbrella that was broken. And next, oh, next Saturday... This Saturday coming up, a group of people are coming over to paint. They're painting our front entrance and our back patio deck. And that's all from your church family because God's laid on your heart community ministry. And we are so blessed at Elam Shores to call you our family. And you're taking care of us. And I thank you for that. I have to say this, and I know I'm preaching to the choir. (laughs) Pastor Matt, whenever I'm with him, he just makes me smile. He's a wonderful, godly pastor, a man, and uh, I'm so glad he's a part and excited about your ministry in this community. So thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do for Jesus and the lives you're touching at Elam Shores. Now let's close in prayer. Pray with me. Father in heaven, our Father, open our hearts, open our eyes to see each other, to see each other's as brothers and sisters, to see the needs, to be there to help, to see the hurts, to bring there to bring comfort but to really see each other as family because of the cross and the blood of Jesus. Give us agape to see beyond our idiosyncrasies. Give us that agape to see beyond uh, maybe annoying habits in one another and to see the image of God in each one. And then help us work together. Holy Spirit, call us to work together, to continue to work together to bring glory to our Father, to our God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.